Here's the snapback. Here's the kick. He's got the leg into it. If it is good, and it is! Austin scores! A 49-yard field goal, and Indiana leads 27 to 24. Oh, it's an end around one to go. Rolling out of the pocket to a strong hand. Delivers deep down the field. Caught touchdown! Fry Fogel again! Welcome to the OEO Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bragg. You can find me on Twitter. It's at Braggley, B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. I'm here as always with my co-host, Brandon. You can find him on Twitter. It's at Brandon Dubich. Brandon spelled traditionally Dubich, D-U-B-I-C-H. Brandon is shirtless. Brandon is no longer homeless, so that's good. Uh, Brando, what's up? Uh, I'm exhausted. <laughs> I mean, this weekend of football, whether it's IU or the Steelers, I'm whooped. Um, and I also need to send out a formal apology to all of Hoosier Nation um, for what transpired in the IU game because uh, my words made Austin Reed a Heisman trophy winner. Yeah. So um, I will be learning my lesson and I will no longer be doing that with any quarterback we face. Thank you. We'll talk about it in a minute. I will give you some more poop uh, on that front. But um, speaking of poop uh, with us is uh, producer Seth. You can block him on Twitter. It's at say top five S E T A H five hot, hot off the live tweets. Uh, what's up, Seth? I told y'all. I told you. Yeah, he told us, but uh, three, no baby. Uh, and that's what we're here to talk about. Victory final score, Western Kentucky, 30 IU 33 in overtime. Um, man, it was, uh, <laughs> it was a weird one. And I'm, this might be the first game. Obviously, Idaho, I never really thought was in doubt. Um, even at 10 nothing at halftime, never thought it was going to be a problem. But Illinois never really felt uh, too crazy, like too anxious, any of that stuff. Saturday had me going. Maybe it was the heat. Uh, maybe it was my kids. Maybe it was know. my texts. Might have been your texts as well. The, the pure, the negativity that was bleeding through my phone and directly into my mind was insane. Um, but either way, final score, IU 33, Western Kentucky 30. Let's talk about it uh, real quick. I listened to some press conference, and from what I could um, remember, I guess, uh, on the way home, I was not driving. I'll say that right now. Um, Tom Allen, did he He claimed the very first thing I think he said to Don Fisher in the postgame show was uh, he claimed to keep – he claimed to keep the game close to keep people in the seats. And they got a good chuckle out of that one. Uh, it was very complimentary of the team's of, uh, ability to finish. And uh, yeah, other than that, I mean, it was the same usual coach speak. Um, again, got out of this one fairly uh, injury free, which is good from what we know so far. I think we'll find out some more tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow being Monday for the big time press conference. Um interesting tidbit before we get into the actual game. And I don't, I mean, it, it's, it's usually pretty correct. The ESPN win probability chart or whatever, as the game's going had 
Western Kentucky at about a 94% chance of winning before the Miles Jackson interception in the fourth quarter. Or it was that through 93.8? Third quarter. Sorry, third quarter. 93. Did you say 93.8? Yep. 93.8% chance ac- of winning. Actually, um, it, w- it was w- as high as 94.8 when right after they scored their touchdown to go up 24 13. Yeah. So it was at 95% at one point and 94% at another point. Yeah. So it was, uh, again, I, I don't, I can't look at any of that stuff in the stadium. It's just the way that cell phones work um, in that area. And uh, I'm glad that I couldn't because that would have been pretty depressing and it was as bad as it was uh, there. It was very hot, uh, direct sunlight for the majority of the game. One of the biggest cheers um, first half-ish was when a cloud covered the sun for the first time. The student section went nuts. Like, not even kidding. Like, good, solid student section again, but they went nuts when the cloud clouds covered. Um, <clears throat> let's talk about what went right, what went wrong. There's going to be plenty to talk about here. Uh, I'll get started. What went right? I thought the resilience of the team was great. Um, we always talk about, well, this season we've been talking a lot about hashtag finish, um, and they finished on Saturday, and that's all that matters, man. A W is a W, sloppy or not. Um, you know, these kind of games could come back to – be uh vital down the stretch um especially in conference play i mean we've seen conference games already one conference game uh against illinois where we had to to battle to the very end and pulled it off um i felt and i don't ever like accusing college players of this but i felt like we had some give up um along the way or, or almost just like totally unprepared uh certain player was um not great the majority of the game but then obviously when it mattered made probably the most clutch play of the game um oh you guys piece that puzzle together but brandon what else went right for you chucky's back yes yes i mean chucky is back we needed absolutely every bit of it um that was really really good to see yep 13 points for Chuck and I, he may come up a little bit later. We'll see. Um, I've got uh, Seth, you have stuff for this for what went right. No, he's got nothing. He's got what I've got. I think is what he said. Uh, I've got Baz here. A lot of people are going to crap on Baz 33 of 55. That's pretty good. I'll take that all the time. Um, 364 yards, another 300 yard game out of Baz when it mattered two touchdowns, no interceptions. He missed a couple big shots where you're like, again, where we talked about the DJ Matthews, I think, against Illinois, where you could tell that was coming and the crowd could tell. Like, <gasps> like we had a couple of those. Um, I think Anderson Kobe was one on the Seth's favorite play, I think, the skinny post. Um, there, were, there was one where A.J. Barner, where he just missed. I think if he would have just had the ball down a little bit more, it was a little bit on Barner, too um barner's been open a couple times we just haven't looked his way uh, but other than that again i don't think it it reads through the tv but again every time he's got it i'm never anxious even when i watch highlights of Penix, which props to michael Penix, by the way good for him that has a good offensive line and he's back with his best offensive coordinator um if he can stay healthy he'll be i mean he right now he's at like heisman not Heisman winning, but Heisman candidate pace. So, um, but either way with, with Baz, I never, I never feel anxious. Like I never feel like he's going to make a terrible decision. Um, 
there were a couple close calls, but again, it was just based off of pressure. And we'll talk about why that happened a little bit later on too. But um, yeah, that's what I'm going to say went right there. I know a lot of people may not agree with me, but I think when you see him in person, it gives off just a, a, a calm vibe to him. What do you got, Brandon? Our wide receivers, man. Um, and wide receivers by committee. I mean, McCulley really stepped up. Um, DJ Matthews and Cam Camper, what, what more do you have to say with those guys? Um, and while Swinton kind of had an up and down game, all three of his catches came at a huge time. Yep. Um, so, I mean, the catch wasn't as big as the Penn state one, but he had a, he had a, uh, catch on the last drive where he just went up and snagged it with two hands. It was a, it was a great grab. Was it along the um, sideline? I think maybe on a third down or something. Yeah, it was, it was a third down. It was for sure a third down. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I don't quite sure. Remember like where it was out in the field, but it was, it was a very, very big play. So, um, our wide receiver core, uh, looks nice. Yeah, guys, cam campers that he's a real deal, man. He's, he's good. He's, he's so good. passionate, might be passionate to a fault. Cause he gets pretty frustrated <laughs> pretty easily, but I yeah. love seeing the emotion, right? It's something we didn't see out of Ty Fry Fogel and some of the receivers last year. Like, you know, if he, if he thinks he's open, he's going to make it known that he's, uh, that he was open. If he, if oh, he yeah. isn't getting his touches, He's going to make it known. Um, but yeah, dude, I, I love watching him play. He's very good. Simmons does the same thing. Emory Simmons is kind of the same way. Again, you need that fire um, along the, the wide receiver core. A lot of, sw- well, I guess you could say swag, a lot of confidence. Um, when you do attitude. get to see him, I mean, attitude's a good attitude thing. for sure. Yeah, Brandon, when you do get to see him in person, it's he's, he's huge. He's a big dude um, out there at wide receiver. Uh, I've got one more thing that went right. It's me. Um, I was right. I told everybody in the group to calm down. We got this. Mark it down. We're going to win the game. Can't remember the score, Seth. Maybe you can help me out. Maybe it was 24-10 or, uh, or 23-10, whatever the scores were. I don't remember. But it, it couldn't have been that close because you guys were you guys were maybe already off the ledge. I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, I told you guys, mark it down, not losing the game. Granted, did I think it was going to end like this? No. Um, but, uh I have faith the whole time, but I'm also an idiot and uh, incredibly biased and, and confident in this team for some reason. So there's that. Do you have anything else that went, went right, Brandon? I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay with the special teams. Okay. Um, you know, I, I, I think James Evans, James Evans is did great, great man. How, how do you have two pinned in the 20 mm-hmm. and you still average 44 yards a punt? Mm-hmm. Like he really helped because Western Kentucky was moving it at will. Um, could you imagine if they had shorter fields? Um, it, it could have been real bad. So uh, James Evans also, uh, I think, is a little bit of an unsung hero yeah. here in we this had, game. We had a fourth down deep in their territory. Not deep, but like borderline go for it. Maybe a Chucky kick, but we we chose to punt. Um, and it was one where they backed off, and I'm glad that they did. He took all of the time in the world to make this punt and just pooped it like right down at the two yard on it was perfect like a good boop yep all right well let's talk about what went wrong um i one of these i didn't have to delete from last week brandon tackling um so bad man it's not great a lot of broken tackles we know every everybody listening should know and we know that our talking is that coach is not going to be happy about that um not sure what they can do besides just full on um closed doors oklahoma drill or something where the ncaa can't see them do it 
Um, but they need to figure out a way to wrap it up and 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 just bring down the dude because it's getting pretty bad. Yeah. So like I didn't notice it in the Illinois game because we were we were gang tackling. Mm-hmm. Right. The past two games, it seems like we've been a lot more on an island. Right. And when we're on an island, we're missing the tackle. Um, so, I mean, again, if the philosophy is to swarm, which I think is the word Coach Will used. Yep. Um, they're not swarming at all. Uh, that's it's a concern. It's a big concern when you think of the some of the athletes that we faced and some of the athletes that we will face. Cause they're about to be a lot better athletes that we're going to be facing. So, yeah, definitely. And and that's no shot necessarily at Western Kentucky. I thought they had some, they had that one dude, uh, the guy that tore us up. I have to look up how to say his name. Roba show. He's a big guy, a big quick back. So I'm just trying to find where IU ranks in rushing defense. Cause it can't be good. Um, definitely outside of the 100, 108th in the country just ahead of Arizona and Bowling Green and North Carolina. So if anybody screams defense, it's Arizona, Bowling Green, North Carolina. Um, At 186 yards per game, 4.16 yards per rush. There is one good thing stands out here. We've only allowed one rushing touchdown. So there's that. I mean, that's that's true. uh, This is from the Illinois. Good. Yes. Um, so yeah, there you go. I mean, again, tackling, I thought gimmick plays, but gimmick plays are gimmick. They're either going to hit or miss, but I thought that we looked pretty dumb trying to do them. Uh, there were a couple, Josh Henderson had, uh, he was going to throw the ball and why? Um, and then DJ Matthews had one as well. Uh, I thought it was kind of weird. If you're going to gimmick you, what is it? You can't, uh, excuse me, kids, put on your, put on your, uh, earmuffs here. You can't, bs a bser right so you role models such a good you can't gimmick a gimmicky team so yeah if if they practice it guess what they're going to be prepared for it so they're fine what else do you have on uh what went wrong um so we're i'm going to get into it a little bit later um but just kind of coaching adjustments Mm -hmm. right like you know what they're running. I think you sent slant 13 times, um, which was a hilarious set of text messages. <laughs> I think like, I you knew what they were running wrong, and right? they absolutely didn't change at all. Um, it was very, 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 very frustrating. Um, like didn't change up any of the pressure, gave Austin Reed all day. Um so yeah, coaching specifically the defensive adjustments, I think, uh, or the lack thereof, was what went wrong. Um, yeah, time. yeah, and, and again, it's it's hard to totally digest it, but w- w- the talent gap should still be there in this game, um, not as big as it was at at Idaho, and that came out quite a bit when the rain stopped and everything got evened up on the field, um, but. Yeah, the adjustments need to be made. We knew what they were going to do. Now, granted, we never thought that Western Kentucky was going to run ever for 36 times. They ran 36 times. I don't think they've even run 36 times in the two games combined coming into this game. Um, I will confirm that here in just a second because Seth is watching the Bears and not doing what he's supposed to be doing. Um, See, against Hawaii, they ran the ball 29 times. And averaged, I don't know, 29 for 141, 
And then against, uh, come on now. And then against Austin P. I always want to say Austin Pay. Austin P. Your Southern accent when you say that. Why doesn't this go backwards? ESPN is dumb, dude. There it goes. Um, against Austin P. They've got uh, they ran the ball, I guess, 32 times. So we're just bad at run defense, I guess, because 108 yards on that one. Um, and they they murdered us on the ground. I mean, they 39 times, two or 36 times, 216 yards. Um, your boy Austin Reed had a rushing touchdown. Yeah, so that's enough of the what went bad. While we're there, why not? What, what's we what, the game ended on a high? Let's end on a high. So let's start on the low here. Let's do stock down first. Um, there can't be that much, I don't think. Now, granted, everybody again, if this is your first time, stock down, stock up. That doesn't mean that we hate the player. It just means that what where they were at the previous week could have taken a step back and so we just want to talk about what happened in the game so um brandon stock down on offense scored 33 points um it's hard yeah it's hard um so that's why i'm going with tom allen here okay I, um the red zone play calling he's got like he's gotta tell uh walt bell that he's gotta get more creative go over the middle of the field do something um and I thought the the clock management, we, we could have definitely got a score at the end of the half if if timeouts were called. So mm-hmm. I know he's not doing anything with the offense, but he's got a whole Walt Bell accountable. Um, we've been pretty bad in the red zone. What we were, I think we're second or third last in the Big Ten in in red zone efficiency. Um, I mean, honestly, heavy lies the crown, right? Um, so that well, it's more of a Walt Bell thing. Um, but with the timeouts. And that, that that's going to be my offensive stock down. But you said oh, overall, the offense, I think, did good. I mean, yeah, I think they were fine. I mean, really, Baz's QBR isn't very high. It's 48. But, um, you know, at 33 of 55, I don't know that off the top. I mean, 60%. What do you want? You want 60%, right? On average, every game, that's where he was at. 364 yards. Love it. Two touchdowns. Granted, again, we talked about it. He's not, he's not been perfect. Um, but he's just, he's just calm. He's dependable, um, so far. So, uh, and let's get into my stock down for the offense and I'm going to go with the offensive line here. Um, again, missing Zach Carpenter, which without Seth there, I don't have anybody there to watch the offensive line for me. Um, that was kind of a, a big miss, um, for somebody that I feel like as a collective, we don't rate as maybe the top, um, offensive lineman but obviously when you miss your center it's going to be a problem and then when you miss your backup center it's going to be a problem and then you start Caleb Murphy I think Seth is that right um and Murph had a, a couple bad snaps I remember a third down there was one they were, they the were high into the right repeatedly yeah um but if overall not great again the the run game under four yards of carry now that it does include the two sacks that Basilak had and and that's the other part. Two sacks. The first two real sacks given up of the season. We talked about the Illinois sack. That was one where he was running just running towards the sideline. Should have just thrown the ball away. Anyway, that was on him. Crazy um, how quarterbacks don't know that. Like, I saw weird. Mitch Penix did that too. today. Like, oh, yeah. like, literally an NFL quarterback repeatedly, like two or three times today, did that. Like, throw the freaking ball away. I oh. hate to do this to him because he knows that I don't do this on a, on a public platform. Uh, 
Seth saw that all too all too well on Saturday um, from his his quarterback. So uh, you got something to say? Nope. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Way to be the bigger man. There you go. All right. Um, what went wrong on defense? Brandon, go ahead. Stock, stock down, man. Jay stock will. Down. There you go. I mean, yeah, you're right. He made a big play, but dude, dude's been burnt all year. Illinois, Idaho, uh, and and now Western Kentucky. Um, and I'm I'm okay if he's getting burnt if he's jumping routes or playing physical, right? Because if you're jumping routes, you're you're risking you're risking getting burnt. Um, and if you're playing physical, sometimes you just lose at the point of attack. He's just got really bad technique. He's like a turntable. Like he is just spinning. Like, yeah, exactly. Like what Bragg's doing right now is looking side to side, just super unconfident in his technique. And I don't know. It it looks it doesn't look fixable. And I'm really, really concerned. Um, we're gonna play some really good receivers, whether that's at Michigan State, Penn State, Michigan, Ohio State. They have some freaking Maryland. Um, they have some stud wide receivers. Um, and we're letting, you know, Idaho and, uh, you know, other than Dagwood, um, for Western Kentucky, just tear us up. I'm, I'm very, very concerned, uh, about, uh, Jay Williams. Is there, yeah, I, I get it. And, you know, I have confidence in that, in the coaching staff, which a lot of people don't, um, but I've got confidence. They can, they'll see this, they'll get this fixed. They'll get that fixed. That, that, that's somebody that's been here long enough that we know is good. Or can be good. Want to see Travell? Okay. I don't know if that's the time now, um, but can be good. And so let's see if they can make those adjustments for him or not. I do think that like Wim Lim Watley looked okay. Um, Did we see much Lanier? No. On Saturday, Mm -hmm. I don't see him that catching any of the stats in here. I didn't see him at all. Yeah. so I thought he's looked pretty good. Maybe that was part of a problem. I don't know. Um, I'm going to stick with you here. I had an individual player and I was going to talk about just Bo Robbins and how he, since starting, he hasn't done anything in one tackle in this game. Um, but I'm, I'm going to stick with the DBs again. Uh, we've, we've made three should be mediocre quarterbacks into all conference candidates. That's what I wrote. Yep. Um, we know your thoughts on DeVito. I don't think you even talked about the Idaho quarterback or even acknowledged the fact that he was alive. And then your boy, Austin Reed. Uh, yeah. This is going to be a thing I'll see. Austin Reed, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. Cause you killed him. You killed him. I totally unsolicited as well. So uh, go ahead. best player I've ever seen. <laughs> national champion is a national champion. How many, how many college athletes can say they're a national championship? Austin Reed can. That's true. What do you got, Seth? I had Chris Freeman. Uh, those two kicks out of bounds oh. were, were atrocious. So the, on that last kickoff, last kickoff Bench. of regulation, it was real close. But the one thing I said was turn to, I'm trying to think of my wife and kids. Yeah, they were there. Turn to them and I said, can't kick the ball out of bounds. Just don't kick the ball out of bounds. I was holding my three-year-old. I was like, he's not, watch it. He's not going to kick this out of bounds. Comes right into the corner where we sit. Referee throws up the the arm for the touchback, goes down and goes, mm, grabs the flag. 
and then throws his flag out. And I was like, oh, it was a close call, but still, why even make it close? I don't get it. Um, now, granted, I don't kick balls, so I'm not sure how easy that is, but uh, there you go. All right, let's do stock up, and then we will we can end on a, a positive note here, and then we'll get through our, our promo, which nobody listens to, and then um, Brando's Randos. So, Brandon on offense, stock up. We got a new Hendy. Yes. We lost a Hendy. Yes. We gained a Hendy. Josh Henderson runs hard. I'm going to time out real quick. Do not stop moving. He reminds me, this is, this is insane. This is way too early. This is being, you know, overdramatic, but he, he runs like Jordan Howard. Um, But he's way quicker than Jordan Howard. uh, I love Hendy. Uh, He stocked up, 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 up. Yes. Uh, That was my number one too. So I'll give my second one here in just a second, but I, had him i'm just gonna say again here i am again being right about everything had him on iu players to watch in our preview pod i said i'm gonna i was gonna do josh anderson blah 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 blah. uh don't be surprised if he's not rb1 going into cincinnati uh 11 carries 65 yards and a touchdown showed burst um clearly broke tackles i mean he doesn't where we complimented shivers on the post game pod um, before maybe is in the preview pod before this one for being patient. This dude is not patient. He just grabs a ball and goes and he finds whatever hole he can find. He gets there. Looked great today or yesterday. Incredible one-handed catch his only catch of the game. Um, but it was huge pickup 32 yards, broke a couple tackles on that one. His touchdown run. He broke at least one, uh, in the middle of the field and, and got into the end zone on that one. Uh, my other stock up real quick. Donovan McCauley, Emory Simmons combined. Uh, we've been looking for a third wide receiver, and I think that's what you're going to get is we're just going to rotate them, but those are going to be your, your two number threes. Um, really athletic. Again, seeing it on TV, I haven't gone back to rewatch this game. I don't know if it's the same, but when you see them out there, like they're both built a little different. Donovan just seems bigger than everybody else on the field. And then Emory is just crazy athletic. Um Let's see. They're both starting to develop in the third thing. Again, DMAC with two catches, 53 yards, including a huge catch um, over the middle. And then Simmons with four for 51. Also had a behind kind of behind him one-handed catch across the middle as well. That was pretty good um, on that one. Brandon, defense, stock up. Oh, Canada. Man, Aaron Casey um, is is complimentary to Cam Jones really, really well. Um, those two are a force to be reckoned with. Um, you know, I, I was I was kind of all in the preseason. I didn't know if it was going to be Miles Jackson or Jared Casey or maybe even Desan, but Aaron Casey is has filled uh, that second inside linebacker position so well, and he 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 thumps again. Going back to what we were talking about with Camper. Uh, he's also a huge energy guy, which I think is very much needed. Uh, so stock up for uh, Mr. Canada. That was mine. That was mine too. God, great um, minds think alike. I guess you know because we can't. Cam Jones' stock can't get any higher. I mean, gee, that kid again, incredible all around the field. Dude, that um, fumble was that that rip out was yeah. so nice. Yep. Yeah. Um. I was just looking at this while you were talking because everybody wants everybody's probably thinking, I can't believe you guys are talking linebackers. They didn't play that well. They give up all this yards. 
let me tell you where our first defensive lineman is in the tackle charts here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleventh. And it's CO with two tackles. CO was bad, man. He was getting blown off the They ball. were all down there. The next one, Miles Jackson. And then you've got Alfred Bryant and JH Tevis. Why are we one, putting one, Alfred one, Bryant one. in coverage still? I thought I was really hoping that was going to die. Nope. He, he, I mean, it's zone, so at least they don't have him covering man. Yeah. But he is like, I bet he gave up at least 10 catches. Those would have been good, I feel like in this game if they would have done it more but for how much that they did that underneath screen a zone blitz on that where that defensive end just stands straight up would have been the play um and by the way while we're here another guy that can't his stock can't get up any higher he didn't stuff the stat sheet but i was screaming for him in our group text if i wasn't i don't remember because whatever but um in person i was like where is mccullough where is McCullough? This dude was so, I mean, like the third play of the game, he just blew right through the line, sacked, sacked Reed. It, and I was like, this dude is going to dominate these guys. Not even going to be close. I think we'll see it a lot next week. Or as the competition speeds up, I think you'll see him out on the field a little bit more. So, um, and then again, shout out that I had Charles Campbell down as well, just in case we didn't do anything with him, but four or four, one of one on extra point third, points of the 33 including uh i wrote big nuts from 50 plus so um little dude big nuts we'll take it i think what did i send you guys four of five five of six from 50 plus in his career Um, i'll get you playing on sundays you could line up for the colts right now (sighs) doesn't matter we can't kick any field goals to score any points it doesn't matter um yeah that's where i'm at today boys speaking of that um Unless Seth has anything else to add. Nope. Let's talk about our sponsor. Hit the 30 second. Good. Um, Monon track club is Indiana's running brand built on a deep love for the sport in the Hoosier state. They craft products, tell stories, create experiences that aim to celebrate support and add to Indiana's running culture. You guys know the whole thing, you know, the show notes, you know, the Twitter, you know, all that stuff. Um, you know what they sell at this point. So just get 10% off of it. It's LEO 10 LEO one zero book market. Put it up there at the very top of your Chrome. Put it on your desktop. I don't even know if you can do that. Can you do that? I'm sure you can do it. Um, you know, check it out every day. He's got new stuff. He pops out. He doesn't even tell his friends. He just puts it up. So he used to get my opinion on a lot of stuff, and then he just stopped. I'm still waiting on a pocket tee, by the way, if you ever listen to these. Um, all right, let's get back to the show. We'll revisit predictions. We'll start with the people that were the wrongest. Um, that would be Brandon and I. Uh, I had us winning 41 to 28. Brandon had us winning 31, 18. And uh, as I referenced him earlier in the pod as poop, he had the W at 31 to 30. It's about as close as you're going to be without being it. Yeah. I'm so good at this. And you also live bet. What did you, what was your live bet? Nothing today. Nothing yesterday. You didn't, you not on that game. No. I'm, I'm still mad about the Idaho plus 16 and a half or whatever it was. Or IU minus 16 and a half. Oh, Idaho. that live bet. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm the one that took IU minus two and a half. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Good for you, man. Good for you. I took him at plus or minus six and a half. You know, didn't think it would be that hard. But either way, um, let's get into uh, Brando's Randos. What do you got? I only have two. Um, Seth, this one's directed towards you, bud. 
Uh-oh. Um, with the way this IU season has been so far, who dies first, like Bragg or me? Because like you know Bragg and how much he loves IU football, but then you've also known me long enough to know my heart might explode from rage. So who who dies first if this season continues the way it is? So I think you are your own worst enemy. Like your body's the one that's going to come back against you. I'm really afraid. I am, of course, Bragg chaperone in Cincinnati. Um, so if things go poorly there, I don't know how hard I'm going to defend him. Um, so that's a concern. And he's also been known to fight his own fans, not like physically, but verbally uh, other IU fans. So he's not really safe anywhere. I, I would lean towards Bragg, especially if you guys end up like, let's just say five and zero, and things get like real serious. Uh, his ego is going to get real big real quick. Okay, listen, it's been at least since the last time we played Western Kentucky at home that somebody tried to fight another. I, don't, I couldn't even confirm that he was an IU fan. I don't know. Uh, and then the other fans, you know, you, you let them walk into your stadium screaming four letters. Cause that's all they know how to spell outside of maybe their name. And then, yeah, that was not cool, man. Uh, either way, I seem to be pretty chill at, at away games. So you'll be okay. Even at Purdue, I didn't go around talking a bunch of crap and, um, obviously Iowa, I didn't get to say anything. So yeah, I keep it shut. You're okay. You're all right. Um, all right. What's next, Brandon. All right. Uh, this is for everyone scale one to 10. How nervous are you about this team? Cause I, I got, Oh, it mine jumped to the charts. I was probably at a five. I'm at about an eight for this team right now. Um, I just I do not see how we're going to compete with the big 10 East. Um, like legitimately very, very worried. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm very nervous. I'm a six. I'm a six. Um, I, everything's there. I just think everything's too new right now. Like you, everything's new, a new defensive coordinator, new offensive coordinator, new quarterback, running backs, wide receivers. I think that there's, they're going to gel. And we, we may have seen it at the end of this game. Again, you may have, you may see it next week. Um, I mean, I just keep thinking back to the Illinois game and the way the offense looked in spots against higher competition and i don't know if the game plan is totally different for these last two well again i'm going to stop referencing idaho i've we moved the ball a couple times even in the rain um but again we ran into that red zone issue that walt seems to have right now and then we had a couple you know missed field goals or whatever it was so um i i'm not worried yet but uh it it scares me a little bit no, the answer is 10. It's full <laughs> tilt. Okay, here's the deal is you'll be in there's a potential for you guys to be in all of the remaining nine games, but there's not a chance that you're going to blow out any of those nine opponents. So every single game, you're going to be doing like butt kegels, just you know, trying to hold on to every close lead or have a comeback. So I I don't know. There's nothing that's gonna be until they go on the road and beat Cincinnati, until they have a competitive game against a Big Ten East team, 
Uh, I I mean, I think you have reasons to worry. I mean, we're gonna be we're gonna be an underdog in every single game the rest of the year. We won't we won't be favored in a single game the rest of the year. I mean, that stuff changes pretty quick. I mean, they could come out against Cincinnati and look look great. I mean, I'm not saying. Mean, meanwhile, the stretch. public hates. It's not a big deal. I mean, the public normally hates IU. Yeah. But the Cincinnati game started at minus eight and a half. It is now minus 15. Oh my God. <laughs> That's fine, dude. That's fine. That's okay. minus 15. Yeah, that's fine. Let them hate. I don't care. I mean, we do we still deserve it? Probably. I mean, the way that they've performed, it hasn't been consistent. Um, but if they can string together a game or two, um, who's after it's Nebraska after Cincinnati. Yeah. So there's a chance. I mean, Seth hinted at it a little bit earlier at five and oh, I mean, I, we don't really know how good Cincinnati is. Right. Like we've seen Arkansas, which Arkansas is kind of a, a good team, but not really like they're middle of the pack top 25. And then I, maybe, and then when they really start playing sec, we'll see what happens there. But, um, and then who did they play? Last Oklahoma. week was a nobody, and then they played um, Missouri State last week. Missouri State. That's what got Frost fired. No, that was Arkansas State. Sorry. Uh, uh, that, uh, I'm talking about Cincinnati. Uh, oh. Come on, Seth. Georgia Southern was. Georgia was Southern Nebraska? was Nebraska. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not worried uh, my, so much about my, Nebraska. Ohio. Yeah. If you if you can beat if they can go beat Cincinnati. I think that they should, well, they should be able to beat Nebraska. And then, you know, then we're sitting weird. I don't know. I don't even think it changes at that point, Brandon. I really think the Mich- that line on the Michigan game could go through the roof too. Michigan's pretty good, but um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's all I've got um, from you, right? That's it. Okay. Seth, you have nothing, right? Nothing. He's in the middle of Bears Packers. Okay. Um yeah, so that's what's up next, guys. We're, we'll be previewing uh, the 2022 version of IU Cincinnati uh, at Cincinnati, Nippert Stadium. Seth and I are going. Um, man, <laughs> we'll talk some more about it uh, in a couple of days, and then we'll um, give you a full-on preview of the Burkats. So, uh, Brandon, anything else you want to add? Yeah, so I've been... V- not very negative. I've been negative in this podcast. Nobody cares about how pretty a win is, right? Illinois was concerning. A lot of concern for Illinois. We won. Idaho. Let's don't look at Illinois. Was now, absolutely though. infuriating win yesterday. Absolutely infuriating win. You know what isn't going to matter if we can get to six or seven wins and get to a bowl game. We're not talking about how ugly we looked at Illinois. So survive in advance is a real thing. There's a reason that, you know, people say it in, in all sports. That's what I use doing. Um, you know, it's definitely taking years off my life. And Seth is legitimately scared about Bragg's uh, well-being. But um, it's three and oh, guys, like that's 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 doing what you need to do, um, even though it's just enough, just enough counts. So let's just talk about our schedule real quick. So you beat Illinois, Illinois two and one now, one loss obviously being to IU. The other win, major win, 24 to three domination of Virginia, um, who Seth, I, I know at least as a good quarterback, I don't know about their team team, but their quarterback's pretty good. Idaho 
two and one or one and two now with a very close loss to a very good Western uh, Washington state team. And then the game against IU, which we've already talked about and everybody's seen. And then they go out and be down on, I don't know, Drake. So uh, 42 to 14, you know, they don't really have too much competition. Maybe we'll see how good Idaho is maybe Eastern Washington time, but um, yeah. So the competition we've played hasn't been that bad. Hasn't been Michigan non-conference bad. No, good for them. Right. You know, again, we, yeah, there you go. We'll just move on. I'm not going to talk about it anymore. All right, cool. Well, that's it for me. Uh, I thought the crowd was, was good on Saturday. Could have been better. Uh, the atmosphere outside tailgate wise, everything else seemed to be great. Um, pulling up to the stadium, doing all that good stuff was, was fantastic. And then uh, everybody's for the most part kind of stayed, which was cool in the second half. So that was nice. So all right, cool. Well, that's it. We'll wrap it up. Be sure to check out the pod on Twitter. It's at podcast LEO. Be sure to download, rate, review, follow, do all that cool stuff on all of our platforms. And we love you guys. LEO. 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 Awesome day. LEO. Thank you so much, Rick. I appreciate that. LEO. All right. Great. LEO. Appreciate you guys. LEO. You're welcome, Dave. Have a great day. LEO. Have a great day. LEO. Appreciate you being here with us. Have an awesome day. And LEO. Oh, thank you so much. LEO. Well, thanks so much. LEO. Hey, thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate that. LEO. Appreciate you guys, man. Have an awesome day. LEO. Awesome. LEO. LEO.